Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. Hello, August. The month began with a bang. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. That was Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. He indicted Donald Trump again, August 1st, for the second time. This time, this case is all about the January 6th insurrection. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Please subscribe. Please share. Please follow me. I played a little clip of Jack Smith at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to play his entire statement. It's only about three minutes or so at the end of the podcast because it's pretty good. I'm going to put the indictment, the full indictment on the front page of my website, gloriamaraga.com. I'm going to put the PDF version and I created a Word version so you can download or read either one of them. It's a good read. He explains the whole case. It, he lays it all out. Now, if you watch the January 6th hearings, then you know a lot of this stuff. I also have so much information and videos on my website about the insurrection and January 6th and the January 6th hearings. I did a, a video and a post on each hearing. And I have a special page set up. So take a look at that if you want more information on this story. Holy cow, what a day. So yesterday, Tuesday, August 1st, we knew that the grand jury was going to be in session. And so there was kind of, everyone was kind of watching the federal courthouse in Washington to see what was going to happen. The most of the grand jurors left at a certain time, you know, in the afternoon after they'd finished their work. However, the grand jury four person did not leave. So that was a clue. That was a hint that something was going to happen. And sure enough, it did. I went to C-SPAN and it said that Special Prosecutor Jack Smith will be issuing a statement soon. So they had like the room all set up. So yeah, we knew Trump was going to be indicted, but we didn't know what charges were going to come and that kind of thing. So what I think I'm going to do is just read some of the indictment because it really says it all. And then I'll read the charges and then I'll read his unindicted co-conspirators. 
In the United States District Court for the District of Columbia, United States of America versus Donald J. Trump defendant. And then it lists four counts and four violations. And all of this comes from the grand jury. And I'll read those counts in a minute. This is the introduction. One, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, was the 45th president of the United States and a candidate for re-election in 2020. The defendant lost the 2020 presidential election. Despite having lost, the defendant was determined to remain in power. So, for more than two months following Election Day on November 3, 2020, the defendant spread lies that there had been outcome determinative fraud in the election that he had actually won. These claims were false. The defendant knew they were false, but the defendant repeated and widely disseminated them anyway to make his knowingly false claims appear legitimate, create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger, and erode public faith in the administration of the election. Wow. And then it goes on, quote, the defendant had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election, even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. He was also entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means, such as by seeking recounts or audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuits challenging ballots and procedures. Indeed, in many cases, the defendant did pursue these methods of contesting the election results. His efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges were uniformly unsuccessful. Shortly after the election, the defendant also pursued unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. In so doing, the defendant perpetrated three criminal conspiracies. Now we go into the conspiracies. A. A conspiracy to defraud the United States by using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to impair, obstruct, and defeat the lawful federal government function by which the results of the presidential election are collected, counted, and certified by the federal government in violation of 18 U.S.C. 371. That's the code that he violated. B, a conspiracy to corruptly obstruct and impede the January 6th congressional proceeding at which the collected results of the presidential election are counted and certified. In parentheses, the certification proceeding in violation of 18 U.S. Code 
12K. And C, a conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's vote counted in violation of 18 U.S.C. 241. Each of these conspiracies, which built on the widespread mistrust the defendant was creating through pervasive and destabilizing lies about election fraud targeted, a bedrock function of the United States federal government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. This is the federal government function. That's in parentheses. And then now we get into the counts. Count one, conspiracy to defraud the United States. 18, United States Code 371. And under that, it says, the allegations contained in paragraphs one through four of this indictment are realleged and fully incorporated here by reference. And then the next part says, the conspiracy. From on or about November 14th through on or about January 20th, 2021, in the District of Columbia and elsewhere, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate, and agree with co-conspirators, known and unknown, to the grand jury, to defraud the United States by using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to impair, obstruct, and defeat the lawful federal government function by which the result of the presidential election are collected, counted, and certified by the federal government. The purpose of the conspiracy was to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election by using knowingly false claims of election fraud to obstruct the federal government function by which those results are collected, counted, and certified. And here's another heading. The defendant's co-conspirators. The defendant enlisted co-conspirators to assist him in his criminal efforts to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election and retain power. Among those were A. Co-conspirator 1, an attorney who was willing to spread knowingly false claims and pursue strategies that the defendant's 2020 re-election campaign attorneys would not. Co-conspirator 2, an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceedings to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. Co-conspirator 3, an attorney whose unfounded claims of election fraud the defendant privately acknowledged to others sounded crazy. Nonetheless, the defendant embraced and publicly amplified co-conspirator 3's disinformation. And just as an aside, this is Gloria, I've stopped quoting. All the people on the news programs all night were just going through who these co-conspirators were. And it's kind of all out now. Uh, people have been uh, confirming that, yes, I'm co-conspirator one, co-conspirator two. Some people are denying it. Um, so I'm not going to name any names, but the names are pretty much everywhere. 
you could do a search online and probably find them all. Co-conspirator 4, a Justice Department official who worked on civil matters and who, with the defendant, attempted to use the Justice Department to open sham election crime investigations and influence state legislatures with knowingly false claims of election fraud. Co-conspirator 5, an attorney who assisted in devising and attempting to implement a plan to submit fraudulent states of presidential electors to obstruct the certification process. Co-conspirator 6, a political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification process. Wow. And it goes on and on. It goes through each conspirator. It goes through each crime and, and on and on and on. Let me just read the three charges. They are count one, conspiracy to defraud the United States. Count two, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Count three, obstruction of and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Count four, conspiracy against rights. So there are three conspiracy charges and there's one obstruction charge there. Obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. That was when, well, the whole thing with with Pence. Apparently Pence testified and there's so much good stuff in here. What I think I'm going to do is just go through and highlight stuff and I'll put everything on my website. I'll probably have to do it tomorrow. Here's how this stands now. I have read that he is going to actually be physically in Washington, D.C. on Thursday. And so he will be charged with these crimes on Thursday. So he'll show up. He'll plead not guilty. There is a possibility that he won't appear in person. There's a possibility that he will appear on Zoom and he can be arraigned that way. I mean, his attorneys will be there, but he may not. So, yeah, I don't know if you remember where you were when they started attacking the Capitol, but I'll never forget. I was watching the news because I was excited about that Joe Biden was going to be become president. They were going to certify the election. Trump happened to be on and I didn't really want to watch him, but I thought, well, you know, I need to listen to what he says. I was stunned the way he was talking. And then I was actually texting my good friend, David Chase, who lives in Washington, D.C. And we were texting back and forth when the insurrection, they began attacking the Capitol. And I was just stunned. I was just in shock. I could not believe it. I just sat there watching it and thinking, what is happening to our country? And since then, I mean, before then, but since then, I've been in a constant state of stress, worrying about what's going to happen next. And there was a time right after Joe Biden's inauguration, Trump left Washington and he left the White House, that I had hope that this was going to be put behind us. 
it's not, not in any way behind us. Not in any way. Trump continues to lie. Fox News continues to lie. Republican candidates that are running against Trump continue to stand by him. People continue to stand by Trump. I did uh, a little video yesterday because I did a, a video on how much money the candidates have raised and how much they're spending. Trump is taking all of the money that he's raising through his pact, the Make America Great, one, one of those pacts that he set up after he lost the election. Now, money is supposed to be going to look into election fraud, but it never went into looking into election fraud because there never was any election fraud. And he knows it. They all know it that because they they had lawsuits and they challenged it and nobody could find any election fraud. There were pockets here and there. There were problems here and there, but there was no massive overall election fraud. And so he's been taking that money and using it to pay his lawyer's fees. I went through all the, the donors and there are a lot of just little kind of mom and pop donors who are giving, you know, $10, $9, that kind of money. And this millionaire is using their money to pay his lawyers for all of these, these cases that he's involved in. I was doing that yesterday. I was just stunned that he continues to do this. He continues to steal from people and get away with it. And then this morning when I woke up, first thing in the news is polls that are out that Donald Trump is far and away the leading candidate for the Republican presidential election. So it's most likely going to be him, even though it still should be too early. We haven't even had a Republican debate. But all the Republican candidates are so spineless, they won't speak out against him because they're afraid of the people who are blindly following Trump. They don't read. They don't listen. They don't see what's happening in our country, how we are becoming a fascist, racist country. They want a dictator. They want a Hitler. I don't know. I don't understand why these people only listen to Fox News and why they don't open their minds to see this man for what he really is. I don't believe in polls. I think polls are ridiculous because it's it's like a moment in time when you ask questions to people and people lie. They want to say that they that like somebody, but they don't really. And then when they get in the voting booth, they do whatever they want, which is fine. But don't lie. Don't talk to pollsters and lie. The latest poll shows that Trump and Biden would be neck and neck. And it's like, I listen to people attack Biden and they don't know what they're talking about. I post a video and people say, oh, well, but the Biden crime family and the Biden is the worst president ever because this is what they're hearing on Fox News. And I want to know why this Fox News is allowed to go on and lie and lie and lie and lie and continue to spew their anti-American lies. It doesn't seem like we're ever going to get away from this man, but here he is. He's been found guilty of sexual assault. He's lost that lawsuit with E. Jean Carroll. He was impeached twice for valid, valid crimes, and he was impeached. 
No president has been impeached twice. I mean, even Richard Nixon quit before he was impeached. He's a, a disgrace. He's lied. He sat there in the Oval Office and disgraced our country by saying that he trusts Russians more than he trusts our own CIA or our, our own uh, soldiers. He doesn't support our soldiers. He doesn't support our military at all. He didn't manage COVID in any way whatsoever. And millions of Americans died because of mismanagement by him. And people go on and say, oh, what a great manager he was. It's, it's like, no, no, I don't, I don't get it. I never thought that this would be happening in our country, that it would be this much of a mess. I see people are blatantly racist. They're racist. And they like him for that. That's a dark, dark road to go down. You look at other countries who've walked down that road and it's just ended in disaster. Germany, Mussolini, Italy. I, I don't know. I can't even go there. It's such a dark, dark place. In other election news today, there are people in Michigan who allegedly committed crimes related to the election. And today, after, wow, two years, indictments were handed down. These people that stole election machines and tried to do something with them. They were broken into, and they say they were performing tests on them. But no, they were trying to overthrow the election in Michigan. And this is, um, you know, Michigan is a place where there were indictments on the, the fake electors. A whole bunch of people were indicted a couple of weeks ago. I did, a, I did a story on that. And then the Georgia case against Trump is expected to break at any day. Georgia prosecutor Annie Willis has said that she's ready to indict, to hand uh, up indictments in that case, and that's election fraud. That's the Brad Raffensperger, you know, Trump saying on the phone, I just need these this many votes. Well, she's, she's ready to uh, indict Trump and others. And since uh, that, those reports have come out, she's been swamped with racist threats and death threats. Trump tried to get her removed from the case. And actually, I reported on that a couple of weeks ago in a video. And he took it to the uh, Georgia Supreme Court and they threw, threw the case out. It's like, no, there's no reason why she should be removed from the case. And then he tried again. And on Monday, Trump's legal team unsuccessfully requested that she be disqualified from the case. And once again, a Fulton County judge said no. Mm -mm. No, no, no. So they are putting up barriers in Georgia around the courthouse and uh, securing the area in case there are riots. And she's got death threats and she's got 
racist threats. And then finally, and you know, here's the thing though, Trump is um, in so much trouble. He's spending all of his money on, all of the money that's donated to him on lawyer's fees. But then this broke today. He's also in trouble in New York. The New York Attorney General says she is ready for trial. And I'll just read. New York Attorney General Letitia James's office says it is ready to proceed with the trial stemming from its $250 million lawsuit claiming former President Donald Trump, two of his children, and his company engaged in widespread fraud. The case is ready for trial. And apparently the trial is set for, um, I want to say, October? But there is a trial date. And Trump has tried to get that trial date moved, and the judge has said, no way, we are going to go forward with this trial on this date in October. And I'm looking for it right now in my script, and I can't find it. Yeah. He's going to have this trial and he's going to be having to deal with this. This relates to allegedly Trump family and the Trump organization executives are accused of orchestrating an extensive fraudulent scheme related to valuations of property and Trump's personal financial statements. The, the lawsuit is seeking $250 million and sanctions that would effectively cease the comp company's operations in New York. So Trump might not be able to work in New York anymore. Now, the Trumps have vehemently denied wrongdoing. Trump's sons, Eric and Donald Jr. and Ivanka, his daughter, have all sat for depositions. During Trump's first deposition in August 2022, he invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination more than 400 times. And that is going to go to trial in a couple of months. So yeah, he's backed into a corner. And when he gets backed into a corner, he starts attacking people. And then his psycho followers, the cult members, start making death threats to people. Jack Smith's had death threats. Now Fannie Willis is having death threats. So, yeah, how do I feel about one of our presidents being indicted again? I mean, the same president being indicted again? Stressed. It's stressful. It's stressful. It's sad. It's really, really sad that this man has so, I don't know, dirtied our, company, our country. He's so tarnished us. And everyone's watching all over the world and seeing these MAGA people that stand by Trump. And I don't know, what could they think of us? And then the Congress, what do they think of these, these horrible Congress members who are disgrace to their jobs? What do they think of them? How do we look in the world? We look awful. But yet, it's still the greatest country in the world, and yet we have to fight for it. We can't let them do this. They're taking away our rights to vote. They're making it harder for black people to vote in the South. They're banning books. They want to prosecute librarians. 
they are attacking immigrants at the border? Why? The border crossings are way down under Biden, but they don't seem to acknowledge that in any way whatsoever. Yeah, there's a disinformation campaign, and you know, Republicans are good at repeating the lies over and over and over again, and Democrats don't speak up. They don't shout from the rooftops. I don't know why. Why do we think we have to take the high road? We need to start getting down in the mud and wrestling around like they do. Of course, I I hate doing that. Uh, I, I think the best way to fight it is with information and talking about it and posting information that I know is true and documenting that information. So that's why I'm here. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I've got my cat here purring and crying, purring and crying, wanting attention. It was kind of a weird day. I, I just did this all day and I didn't hear from my family at all. And I thought they were in Lake Tahoe for the day and they were they were in town, but just not calling me because <laughs> I guess they knew I was busy with uh, posting videos about Trump and his indictment. I really highly recommend that you read this document. I highly recommend it. I'm going to put it on my website. I'll, I'll have it tomorrow because it's already really late right now and I'm going to post this as soon as I can. But I'll have it there, GloriaMoraga.com. Please read it. Please read it with uh, somebody you love. Because it's good. It's good reading. And it's important to our country. I'm probably going to post again tomorrow. Trump's uh, indictment's most likely Thursday, as far as I know. Please vote. Please have a plan to vote. Please follow me. Please share. Please follow me on TikTok and YouTube. I need you. I need you there. Please do it. And thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for following me. Thank you for listening. And be safe. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability 
for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you. Woof. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. That was special prosecutor, special counsel, Jack Smith.